1: This this episode, we have Josh Hively, and he's going to tell us all about what he does in Columbus for investors in real estate. But first, let's listen to this.
0: Habitation investigation is the way to go for a home inspection in Ohio. Trusted, licensed home inspectors for your needs. From radon to mold to warranties. For a great home inspection, you really can't Visit home in
1: hey josh how you doing doing well how are you i'm doing well doing well so tell us tell us a little bit about yourself
0: sure um yeah i'm a real estate investor uh here in columbus ohio um our we do um do a lot of marketing direct to seller and then our sort of main focus is purchasing uh distressed single family houses
1: Okay. Okay. Now I, I looked on your, your a page is a, uh, we, we buy ugly houses. Is that one of your signs? Yeah. So, um, I've yeah, so I, I seen, I, I seen those things for years, but I have no idea how that works. It must be successful because sure. it does not I've seen them around for years and years.
0: Yeah. So that is, um, so that branding is from a company called home Buster. So they're a franchise, uh, real estate investment company. So, uh, my partner and I own a, a home Busters franchise here in Columbus and um, there's actually uh, I believe nine other franchises uh, here in Columbus right now as well. So uh, how does that work? Um yeah, so it's it's pretty I mean it's fairly similar to a lot of the other franchise models that uh people often think of like a McDonald's or something like that. Um so we buy into um you know, when you purchase a franchise you're buying into the company and then Homevestors really the the big leverage point with Home Investors is they do a lot of the marketing. So, you know, they, like you said, like you mentioned, the uh, the billboards with the cartoon caveman that you see around town all the time. So they manage all that sort of stuff. And then the way it works sort of on a local level. So all of us, 10 franchisees here in Columbus, we all pay into a marketing pool. Uh, and then, you know, that money gets spent on marketing. And then the leads come back and, in sort of a rotation manner. So it's, it's kind of a nice setup because, um, we're able to pool our, our advertising funds together, and, and that gives us the ability to do things like purchase the billboards. Which, um, you know, if I was just trying to spend some money on marketing myself, I, I wouldn't be able to afford a billboard. Um, so that makes it kind of nice. Okay, so t- so what did you do in the past?
1: Did you always? I mean, I, I have no, no idea how old you are. I don't have you done other types of work before
0: you, you did that. Yeah, um, I'd say the bulk of my professional background is in. Like commercial facilities maintenance. So, I've done a number of odd jobs um, sort of along those lines. I have did hotel maintenance for a long time for uh, Holiday Inn. Okay. I used to be a bowling machine mechanic. I actually currently have a, a W 2 job as a maintenance supervisor for a zip line canopy tour here in Columbus. Um, oh, so that could be a, fun. A lot of different commercial facilities stuff.
1: You get, you get discounts when you do the, the zip line?
0: Yeah, yeah, we, we, get, we get
1: some deals. <laughs> I bet. Now, I inspected one time a... It was for a... I can't think of who it. it was even for, but it was on a bowling alley. And I was doing... It was, it was kind of like an environmental test. I was going there to make sure there was no environmental hazards that were, you know, obvious apparent. But yeah, the bowling machine mechanics are pretty interesting back behind there. Cause I got, got, yeah, got to was, go back uh, behind it, the Yeah, it was
0: pretty interesting. And in the... Uh, as far as bowling machine mechanics like there's not a lot of them across the u.s so it's a fairly tight-knit community oh yeah um but yeah it was, it was pretty interesting in and, and the bowling alley that i worked at was like one of the biggest here in columbus so i think uh at the time i think there were 56 lanes so it's 56 individual pin setting machines so it was definitely uh full-time job keeping up you know and, and the focus there really is in preventative maintenance because on a league night uh when there's all 56 lanes are are active you don't want to have to be doing uh maintenance then so that was a lot of preventative maintenance during the daytime and then leading up to busy nights
1: oh i bet i bet so a lot of the mechanical skills probably transfers over to the houses that you're investing in now
0: yeah and um and like i said i've done some other stuff like i had a um, small sort of landscaping business at one point in my career. So I've always sort of been interested in real estate okay. um, just from really, and from the rehab aspect of just fixing things. Um, so that, that made kind of a nice segue into uh, investing for me.
1: Okay, nice. So currently you're hundred percent in real estate investing.
0: Uh, no. So currently I do still have a, a full-time W2 job, although uh, being here in, uh, let's see, March, April, um, 2020, with the uh, COVID 19 scenario. I'm actually currently laid off, being that we weren't able to open for the season. So, once that comes back around, uh, I, I do have a full time job and then also basically full time investing. So, uh, oh, okay. I'm busy okay. right now. Well,
1: I'll say it, it's tough to rely on just one uh, stream of income, especially if something happens. I mean, nobody expected that a virus to shut everything down. It's so out, right. of, out of the blue for this to happen. So what, so with the whole virus, is there any issues with, with real estate currently that you're seeing? I've heard, was it like in New York city, like 40% of tenants did not pay the rent for the last month or so.
0: I think for us here in Columbus, like, um, so my wife and I own, um, six rental units and so far no issues there. Oh, good. Um, good. although I think that's continuing to develop. So with the stay-at-home order, as that goes on, I think we may have some tenants who, you know, we need to try and figure out some solutions for um, if they're out of work and those sorts of things. But as far as that goes, like the main focus for us has really been on just trying to stay ahead of all of that and and staying in touch with the tenants and like, you know, hey, if if there's issues or if you need help, um, just trying to keep that conversation open because um, you know, I'm just trying to make that transition as smooth as possible. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but again, you know, today. like, it's hard to say, like, some people are out of work, but also um, some people may be going back to work next month. Some people may not be going back to work for several months. You know, it's just really hard to say. So at least as far as the, the uh, rentals go, that that is developing.
1: So, Amy, like, how long did you do uh, some type of investing? How long have you been doing that?
0: Yeah, so I think have been uh, pretty heavy into real estate. I've been going on two years now. I had a good, like, six to 12-month, just really aggressive, like, learning curve. A lot of, you know, books and podcasts and uh, local meetup groups and all of those different things. And then, yeah, and then started picking up some rentals. Uh, and then just in uh, November of 2019 was actually when we started the uh when we bought into the home investors franchise okay um and then it so that's when we really sort of set out as the real estate investing more is like a business
1: okay nice i've seen some uh facebook groups where people will talk about the, some of the deals that they found and it's just amazing some of the deals that are out there and i'm just blown away as to how people even come across these things
0: yeah i mean so like you know, and, and we're not we're not the only ones here in town who who are doing the sort of marketing that we're doing. There's a lot of other um, there's a lot of other big operations here in town, and then a number of you know sort of mom and pop operations as well. But I mean, you know, our basic strategy is we've built our business around the leads, the, you know, folks calling us to sell their houses. So we're, we're doing the marketing, so we're sending out letters, and we're you know helping to inform people about the services that we provide. Okay. And then, it, you know, when that when that piece of mail hits somebody who, you know, is in is in an ugly situation and they need they need to sell their house, that's that's who calls. So, you know, when they call, we we go out and on the appointment and meet with them and, and try to figure out if if we're the best solution. And yeah, and then once you know once we get those deals in contract, um, you know, there's a number of different ways proceeding from there, whether it be wholesaling or or rehabbing you know or keeping some of those properties in our own rental portfolio okay okay yeah because your guys are really
1: you're 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 helping people out who are like in a really bad nasty situation and it's not going to end up good for them because they do get like foreclosed upon and that's it's gonna make it very difficult for them down the road you kind of
0: give them an out to help them out yeah it um it's really it's been really interesting like Almost every appointment that we go on is is completely different than okay. like any appointment we've been on before, which continues to amaze me. But yeah, I mean, I think you know, for for ninety percent of people who are interested in selling their house, we we are not the right answer. Our, our we service the ten percent. You know, we we deal with people who yeah are in a lot of times we deal with highly distressed property. So. Um, You know, maybe there's a hole in the roof, so it doesn't make sense to list that property on the MLS because a conventional buyer is not going to be able to get a loan against a property, you know, with a gaping hole in the roof. No, Um,
1: no. definitely not. So as,
0: as a cash buyer, you know, we can, you know, that's something that we can manage, and then also, you know, also having rehab experience and those sorts of things. Yeah, and then there's, you know, there's ugly situations too, like you had mentioned, like pre foreclosure. Um, a lot of times, you know, we see like divorce scenarios and all kinds mm-hmm. of different things. So yeah, I'm really for us to focus on, you know, trying to figure out the best way forward with whatever sort of the situation we okay. have
1: at hand. Oh, okay. Okay, good. So what what changes do you think is, going to, is like looking forward? What changes do you think are going to be uh, happening?
0: Yeah, that's a good question. Um, we, we definitely have seen some changes already. Like what? In in scenarios like these, and, and another thing about being in like the home system is, you know, HomeBusters as a company started back in '96, so they've been through as a company, they've been through a lot of these sort of market cycles. So we we're able to go back and look at some of that historical data and see how things change. When you know, we've already seen like a, a decrease in you know leads, but that's that's to be expected. Uh, nobody thought that. You know, with this, once this virus thing happened, that business was just going to take off. So we have seen a decrease in leads. But the other thing that okay. we see, you know, when, when things like this happen is it might be a decrease in leads. But we also see an increase in the motivation of those leads that are coming in. So people who are calling to sell are more motivated.
1: Oh, OK. That makes sense to me that the quality of the lead maybe go up because people are more motivated because you know, there's, there's a lot of economic uncertainty. They may have been laid off. Well, I'm kind of surprised the leads have act the number of leads has gone down a bit. I thought that would have gone up.
0: Yeah, well, and I think that's you know that's a sort of temporary decline. I think you know people are I think just kind of waiting to see and, and figure out how things are going because you know at this point if if you really need to sell then you're going to call. But if if you're maybe somewhere in the middle, you're thinking about selling, you would like to sell. Maybe it makes sense to just wait thirty days. So I do think okay. that on the backside of all of this, I think we do see some of those leads that we're holding off will come back around. So I think there is a bit of a ramp up period, um, towards the end, but you know, these situations that, that we try to help with, you know, like we talked about foreclosure and divorce and, and just generally distressed property and those sorts of things, that's always, that's always developing. Those, those issues are always going to be around. So I mean, if you look at it in the macro, it, it stays relatively consistent.
1: Yeah. And some people think there's going to be a lot more divorce after this, uh, some of the house restrictions lift, there's going to be a lot more people to finally divorce because they spent a lot of time with their spouse and (laughs) they decided this is not the person for me to hang with. Yeah. Now, some people are are thinking that as soon as things are lifted, right now the governor of Ohio is talking about uh, May 1st, just opening things up. It's going to be slow, but some people think immediately there's going to be a big boom in real estate. I think it's going to be more of a trickle, you know, slowly ramping back up. To, to do some catch up but what, what do you think is it going to be quick or like a slow ramp up
0: the sort of the saving grace is i think the real estate market at least here in columbus and and i think a lot of ohio and i, I don't really know a lot about the real estate markets in other states um but you know when we went into this uh coronavirus situation the uh, inventory was we very low here in Columbus, so houses. Price, houses that were priced appropriately were selling very quickly on the MLS. And then I think with the coronavirus, we saw inventory go down even a little bit further because, again, you have those people who maybe are interested in selling and, you know, traditional sales on the MLS with real estate agents. They're just going to hold off. So, and then, but yeah, I think you're right in some regard. I think it'll be sort of a trickle back. I don't think everybody who's thinking about selling their house is just going to go and list on May 1 because uh, we we said that they're allowed to. I think you'll have some people who, you know, might wait 30 days and, and then they want to go back down that road. Or, you know, there's going to be some folks who are more hesitant and want to wait a full 90 days till things really blow over. You know, and then you probably have folks that are waiting even longer. They've just decided to not even consider selling or moving or whatever until, you know, next year so.
1: I mean, some states like New York, they're, they were not allowed to do any business at all real estate wise. Yeah. So and I think Pennsylvania is very similar to that. I think I think some people have gotten some uh permission to do it but it's, been, it's very few have gotten that. But I think it's going to be a like a slow ramp up. It plus people they say you have a husband and wife working let's say the wife has 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 the better paying job, the husband works you know bartending and that's their extra income. Well, he was not able to work the last month or so. So now that dwindled, maybe in the past month or so, dwindled their savings or what they would have used for a down payment. So now it's going to be a delay for them to build that back up. So I think there'll be a slow ramp up.
0: Yeah, of course, it's interesting because like here in Ohio, I mean, with some of the um, unemployment things that are in place, and I mean, there's probably, you know, there's some uh, what are considered non-essential employees who uh, are potentially actually making even more money um, being on unemployment than they were, previously working so uh, some people may you know making more so yeah
1: and, and i'm getting i'm hearing all kinds of stuff about that that's just i think that was really stupid of the government to give people an incentive to stay unemployed
0: yeah well i think yeah i think the issue that one of the issues that they had was just the sheer volume of the calculations that would mean need to be done to figure out how they'd make that a custom number for everybody so they just settled on a number and gave that to everyone so i think that was part of the issue um and again, I think cause if you're offered your job back and you and you don't take it, then you won't qualify for unemployment. So yeah, there's always there's always a, a flaw in those systems.
1: Oh, no, I'm certain there are some people that took out uh, some unemployment and they really did get unemployed, and they're they're going to pay that money back come into the year. Which yeah, you got to you know be careful. They're not going to shoot themselves in the foot for trying to get that extra $600 a week or whatever where they end up getting. Yeah, there, there was an inventory shortage and hopefully it will slowly start going back up. We've been telling people that, hey, since you're spending more time at home, this is a good time to start getting house ready to sell. So we had like a tip sheet on our website for people to look up to slowly get the stuff ready. So once they want to list their house, it's good to go. And usually they set, they yeah, set, no, they, that,
0: that is a good idea, yeah. they usually, those contractors and things that are doing, still doing work, um, you know, they're, they're still working. So yeah, if you have some... Small projects especially if you got some you know outside stuff um you just want to get cleaned up like now's a great time to take care of that
1: oh yeah well we finally got the tin ceiling done in our our ceiling in our uh, entryway finally got tin ceiling put up there and it's just slowly getting some stuff done around the house here i mean a lot of the stuff that we come across during a home inspection it's it's pretty simple stuff that people could have fixed on their own if they if they knew about it or took the time to do it so they should do it right now just get get their house ready to sell They'll end up making more money in the long run.
0: Yeah, and, and sort of along those similar lines, like, this is a great opportunity to just to work on a lot of different things like that. Like uh I know for in our house, you know, we're to taking this opportunity to really dial in finances, you know, make sure that spending is where we want it and, and really try to ramp up savings and those sorts of things. Uh, being sort of forced to savings in some regard kind of helps, so, you know, just going back through and doing those reviews. And then also from a business perspective, too, so really taking this time. If your business um have significantly slowed down, uh, you know, taking the time to really hone in on some of that deeper level business stuff like systems and processes and try to hash out some of that stuff now while you have the time, um, you know, if you think that, you know, if, if you think that in 30, 60 days of sales for your business are going to ramp back up, well then you know, really taking time now to, to hone those systems and, and get some of those things. Oh yeah,
1: Lauren, my wife Laura, she and I were talking last night that uh, I think a lot of people are a lot more uh, efficient with their expenses because they're realizing, you know what, I really don't need to go to the bar to make myself a drink. I can do it here at home. I don't need to go to right. a restaurant. I can cook some awesome food here. I think people in the future are going to spend a little bit less money, and then businesses are, of course, going to be more cost you know, efficient for what they do, which which be good overall. In, yeah, in the long well, and run. I think
0: it it sort of ebbs and flows. I mean, you know, in in five years, we'll probably all be back out at the bars, but uh, <laughs> yep. next next recession, we'll next recession, we'll be back home again. So right. yeah, I got
1: I got email this morning from uh, I, I like bourbon, uh, and I, I love the smell of bourbon. I go maybe drink one drink, and then it's like ah, right, it's kind of it for me. But I love the smell of, of a good bourbon. But Maker's Mark, they they have closed down uh, their tours for now. So I'm so after I got that email, I'm like, oh right, I can't I can't go to a distillery to to do a tour and <laughs> taste some of their bourbon. But so so now I want it. But sure, we'll see. Eventually, in a month or so, I should be able to go down there and tour another another distillery. Yeah,
0: that's a, I have been to that one. after It's pretty cool.
1: Oh, it's a good one. Last time I was there, it was on when well, they had the uh what was it the eclipse the 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 solar eclipse oh yeah we went down there on that day and it wasn't it was like 90 like eight percent coverage something like that. so everything was just a real weird like shadow it was like a rule just everything was like real, real dark and hazy not not pitch black but it, it was pretty cool it's very weird to see that down there
0: yeah that was that was a cool day
1: so what anything else you'd like to share about yourself and, and, and the work that you do in your business
0: no, I mean, I think we touched on a, a lot of things. Like I said, you know, it's, this whole recent scenario here with the, the coronavirus and stuff is, has actually been, you know, it's been kind of good to just have the downtime a little bit to, to like I said, develop some of these systems and processes and really try to hone back in on the critical aspects of the business. And, um, you know, and we're still buying.
1: And any, any book you read during, during the, you know, more time at home? Any good business books?
0: Yeah, um, I'm a pretty avid reader. Trying to think, we actually got—I've uh, got a small group of people right now that we just started. We're on our second or third week here of um, doing sort of a weekly book club, like one chapter per week. And uh, we've this this round we're studying uh, "Never Split the Difference" by Chris Voss.
1: Oh, okay, okay.
0: I've um, not read that one. How how is it? Yeah, that's a really good book. So this would be like my second or third time uh, through that book. But um, Chris Voss, is, for a long time, was a lead uh, hostage negotiator with the FBI. So it, it's got there's some really good tactics and, and strategies in there for just general negotiation, and and it's it's kind of cool because they they throw in some pretty action packed stories and then sort of relate those to. Just general everyday life negotiations, so oh nice. Um, that's definitely worth it. So
1: a, a book club, okay? That that's. I mean, i imagine a lot of people have started doing that. I know a one real estate team that started doing book club. Man, I think they started doing it like a year or so ago, but I'm sure there's a lot more people doing. It. I have one of my uh, guys reading uh, How to Be a Great
0: Boss by Gina Wickman. Okay, yeah, yeah, he's got some good stuff. Yes,
1: yeah So anyway, so uh, how do people get a hold of you?
0: Yeah, uh, easiest way to uh, to get in touch with me is um, on Instagram. Uh, my name there is at Josh Hively. Trying to That's one of the things we're working on um, right now is, is trying to build up that social media presence. We've also, our, our company, so my partner Harvey Jurgen and I um, just started like a YouTube channel, Simple Solutions Real Estate on YouTube. I'm going to try to start putting out some content there. We normally host a monthly meetup uh, called the Newbie Real Estate Investors Group. Uh, and obviously, given the current circumstances, we haven't been able to meet. So we sort of decided to try and transition over to uh, putting out some like short-form interview content on YouTube uh, so people can go over and check that out. Like I said, it's, it's fairly new. Uh, I think there's one or two videos up there now um but we're going to try to keep some stuff coming up there so folks can uh, reach out through that
1: okay hey with that with that uh that newbie investor uh meetup that you guys do mm-hmm. i can i we you can do that w- with me and we'll do a zoom meeting we can accept that way so you guys can yeah. still, still stay in touch
0: yeah we've we've talked about doing some zoom meetings for that um so yeah i think it's just kind of seeing how long all this lasts because we really do that meetup really does sort of. Do well with the you know the in person networking. Um, so we're hopeful to get back to that maybe here in June, July, something like that. So we'd like to get back in person. But yeah, we could definitely uh, keep in touch. And uh, we haven't done a, a home inspection one yet, so that might be worthwhile.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. And even just because you want to use the format that I have, you guys can still run your meeting, and I'll just kind of hang out, listen, yeah. and learn some stuff from you guys. So other than Instagram, how, how else is there a, a website that people can, can go to?
0: Uh, no, we don't necessarily have a website. Um, okay. Yeah, uh like you know, I'm on Facebook, bigger pockets, all that stuff. I I'm pretty active out there. So um yeah, but easiest way is probably just funnel through uh Instagram at Josh Hivlin.
1: Okay. All right. I will make sure um that gets on the on the show notes so they can click on that and find you immediately that way through the link.
0: Perfect.
1: All right. Hey, thanks for thanks for being here. Thank you everybody for listening to the Stay Out in Ohio podcast. Everybody take care and and stay healthy. Thanks, Josh.
0: Yeah, thanks for having me, man. I appreciate
1: it. Oh, you're very welcome.
0: All right, bye-bye. You've been listening to the Standing Out in Ohio podcast. Be sure to subscribe on Spotify or Google Podcasts to get new, fresh episodes. For more, please follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, or visit the website of the best Ohio home inspection company at homeinspectionsinohio.com or jimtroff.com. That's J-I-M-T-R-O-T-H and click on podcast. Until next time, learn and go do stuff.